Today on the Zulu One podcast, we have a medicine man from the Nemanha tribe in South Dakota, an energy medicine practitioner, and a shamanic facilitator who has studied with Bert Hellinger, and my good friend, Eric Lopez. So how you been? Very good, thank you. How's thank everything? Very good. Yeah? I stopped traveling for because of obvious reasons of the uh, coronavirus, but I'm pretty busy with the long distance okay. sessions. And what's your what's your u- yearly travel look like? <sighs> Two weeks a month at least. Wow, at least. Oh. I had planned a two month trip to Turkey for three cities. That oh were, my gosh! And I had everybody. Everybody prepaid and waiting. Oh. I had more than a hundred people in in uh, Istanbul. Ninety-five um, confirmed re- prepaid reservations. Ninety-five. Ninety-five. Oh my gosh! For the two weeks that I was going to be there. Really. Ninety-five people that prepaid, mm. and they were waiting for me to do the private. Besides the hundred and something people for the workshop. Oh my gosh! So, are you doing like are you doing big groups or? I'm doing big groups over there. Okay. I'm doing a little bit of a short uh, from 6 p.m. till 10 p.m. Okay. And then a long so short a long workshop, meaning a four hour at night. Okay. Like an introduction. Yeah. And that's a biggest amount of people. 120, 110. Last year was 107 people. Oh my! For gosh. that night. And then they want more. So this year we were going to do a whole day, a okay. whole, you know, a whole from nine to five um, or nine to six p.m. Uh, workshop. Wow! And, and there's a lot of a lot of people that want to learn also. So they're asking me to teach there. And they've invited you on TV, like you've they invited done me to TV and radio. Oh um, my gosh! CNN news, uh, internet CNN news. Really? Yeah. So what's the that might that because, right? If I'm not mistaken, Turkey is the most Western, Middle Eastern country, right? Correct. So it's kind of the line that divides, you know, divides the east, the, the east, east and, the, and west. the and the west. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I was. And there's in, actually a part that is East uh, Turkey and West Turkey. Okay. The East side and the west side which is the east is very conservative the west is much more modern yeah and, that makes know. sense yeah that makes sense what are what themology have you seen in in the workshops that, like what repeating patterns have you seen in in, in in turkey i'm extremely interested in constellation work in the middle east in the middle east for whatever reason i don't know why but i'm 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 very very interested <laughs> you must very, have a past life there. Yeah, exactly <laughs> i must uh, you know i must have been yeah, I'm, I've always been very interested in that. Is well in the Middle East, you see the the religion being very exactly uh, a, a, a very grounding the people. You okay, know? very um, still. You cannot touch, you know, re- resurrection or um, a past life regression on any of that okay. because they are not within that information, right? Is there is there a way to frame systemic work with a traditional religious view frame. Is that possible? Um, no, it, um, constellation work is mostly, I put it together with shamanic as my okay. practice. Yeah. Because shamanis, shamanism is not a religion, it's a practice. 
Exactly. It's uh, the way you see the, the energies of the world and how they come together. And we give a name, a spirit name. But it's what science is discovering. So, yeah, that's um, it seems that, uh, and I, I've been I've been exploring this a lot. No, I mean, not really exploring because that's a, that's you know uh, I guess a loaded term. What I what I've been doing is kind of thinking about this a lot. Is how how constellations or the systemic work interlays into the great religions of the world. And also the great practices of the world, mm -hmm. right? So they, like yoga, shamanism, Catholicism, Judaism, Islam, all have intricate, you know, you can't get away from the systemic ancient knowledge of, of the human race, right? Or of, of all eternity without bumping into this thing and reoccurring themes throughout the, throughout the process. And that's, you know, what... One of the things I've thought about, and especially with you going to Turkey, and I started thinking about that, is like, how can you interlay family constellation work, because it's a practice, with the theology of the religion of the area? We don't touch religion unless it comes out on the case. Mm, okay. So wh what we're doing, even though I name it shamanic family constellations, Yeah. They're actually very into the shamanic, shamanic practices. Oh, because wow. Sufism, it's a deri derivative okay. of the shamanic practices. Oh, wow. And Sufism is the oldest, even before Islam. It's, you know, it's a very strong shamanic concept of the religion around their area, in the tribes. Oh, that's cool. In the tribes. And Sufism, for example, the Sufis have this ritual of dancing the swir the swirling the swirling yes it's actually connecting the universe and their bodies and their minds to in a swirling really? modality where they can go into a trance is that the dance that they're they're yes. in a room uh -huh. the men are in a room yeah and they they start swirling it's called a swirling um uh, dance you know? oh wow and it's very uh with this music that is very shamanic music it's not even uh, songs or anything like that. It's just music. Just rhythm. Rhythm, yes. Wow. And does it, it seems like they're opening space, right? They're opening. They're opening uh, portals. Yeah. They're, they're, they're opening uh, portals with their own bodies. Wow. That's cool. Man, that gives me goosebumps. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. So that's a part of uh, shamanic practices, right? Within their customs. You yeah. Know? So when you talk about shamanic family constellations, it calls their attention because it's already imprinted in their soul knowledge. Mm. You see? They have not wow. lost that connection of opening portals and connecting to the higher self. Because their traditions have things that are very similar Ex that resonate with. It resonates in their soul. Oh, wow. Even though they don't know nothing about shamanism. Yeah, I mean, you can't get away from it, right? Yes. You, you liter I mean, if you see the ancient practices of Native Americans, of, um, you know, uh, Native cultures in, in Latin America and Central America, Native cultures in, in, in the Middle East, they all have these ritualistic practices, it seems and, that. And they had the influence of Mongolia. Mongolia is the, yeah. the, the birth of shamanic practices. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. There was very good shamans there. I saw a movie in Gaia the other day, the other night about a shaman that cured a um, autistic child. 
from Mongolia. The father went from the United States to Mongolia to get to these shamans that uh, ride on horses and with the horse therapy with shaman and horses. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, because a lot of people are doing with, with constellations, they're in, in involving animals, right? Yeah. 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 That the, seems... The, uh, horse, uh, horse uh, constellations, yeah, are, horse constellations. Are, are, are being practiced now because a horse is a very sensitive animal. Mm. In Peru, for example, we use the guinea pig to really? do shamanic cleansing. Yeah. Oh, wow. The guinea pig is so sensitive that they do the almost like an x-ray with the body of the guinea pig for any illnesses you may have and then they open up the guinea pig and whatever is broken or burst or bloody in the guinea pig is what is just ailment really yeah those wow. are the shamanic practices that's wild the medicine men in, in peru oh my god so how does uh, can, can you tell me a little bit about your story of how you got like where's where, where did this first surface in your life as in this type of work, the shamanic practices or, or the spiritual work? Just spiritual work. The spiritual in general. work has always been there with me since I was little. Really, I remember since I was six or s- since I had memory that I used to be scared to go to sleep because a voice will come into the room and say, "Wake me up!" and say, "It's time to go," and they will pull me out of the window. To show me other cities and oh, other, wow. other actually other planets and other life in planets. Really? And I will t- certainly will wake up and float through the window. And I will feel this force pulling me up and take me into the universe. Like going into a different dimension. Into, uh, the, through the universe, actually. I will see the earth very small coming out. Oh, my gosh. And I will see all these beautiful colors in the universe. And they will tell me, in my, in that back then, these are the real colors. It's, you have the wrong colors. They say the, you humans have the wrong colors. And, wow. and when the first pictures of the um, telescope came from the universe, remember those pictures where there were reds and yeah. yellows and beautiful colors? Yeah. I immediately remember those colors. I immediately remember those pictures from my childhood. Oh wow! When before it was just black and white, you know everything. So oh wow, jeez. <laughs> so how do you transition into like the the spiritual practices? Like, I mean, it sounds like you've had a calling for this your whole life, and uh, I was probably chosen, or I was born with it. Um, the first thing that happened to me, and somebody, um, my mother, my aunt, uh, read uh, the tarot. Okay. So since I was growing up, my mother used to go to read her tarot, and she would come and tell us, "Be careful in school; you're gonna have this problem," and so and so. Yeah. And it was very uh, curious to me how my aunt knew, right? The, the, the predict things that were happening. So I got involved with a lot of the esoteric and the books, and I was very curious and have a bunch of books. Okay. And we have episodes in my home about poltergeist that happened in my home so i was much more involved with that you know on a daily basis since i was growing up i was 13 14 when we had poltergeist in our new home oh wow so it was very powerful the priest came to bless it to stop for a little while the next year almost like in an university time yeah things will still happen again so my curiosity expand you know expanded 
So, so during the I anniversary. I started learning when I was 13, 14 about oh, you know, wow. the occult and the esoteric practices and all that stuff. And so during you were saying that during the anniversary of whatever event happened, yes, there was usually something was, that would uh, happen. I think it was in between March and April. Every year the, when wow. we moved to a new home in, in Lima, actually. Wow. And, you know, then uh, Exorcist came. By then I was already, I was 18 and I was already here in the United States studying in Washington, D.C. So, but my parents told me about the, the Exorcist that they did in the house about, you know, an exorcist or a shaman came to call the spirit of the house and, you know, wow. they, they cleanse it a little bit. So it's, since then it's been gone, the, the, is it a the si- poltergeist. Is it a similar process as acknowledging the rejected in the family constellation practice? Is it similar? Is that a similar practice as what a, a, an exorcist would do or is it just bringing it to light the tragedy bringing and, bringing bringing and calling the spirit that is lost and is trying to make their presence known and resolving it and resolving it and sending it to sending him back to the light or uh, uh, making okay. him aware of they are dead and they're not supposed to be in this dimension anymore hmm. or not crossing this dimension yeah. right uh, usually a tragic moment or a tragedy uh, yeah, they get frozen in, yes. in that. The shaman at that time channeled that the person that was actually there trapped in that in this dimension and that dimension in that area was three kids or uh, two kids and a, a mother. And then the Chilean soldier that killed those, that family. Oh, wow. And they were trapped. They couldn't go to the light. Wow. I mean, it's the same as... Uh, as a constellation, right? I mean, it w- not the same, but it's similar to a constellation that you say, if if we hold the belief, and, and that's a belief that I hold, is that there's knowledge in everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's there's a morphic resonance in everything. Everything mm-hmm. that we know in a house has a structure and a, and a, and a knowledge or a, an intelligence. And everything has this fabric, you would assume, right, that tragedies and events in time and space have the same thing right it's a difference when there is um spirits that are not resting okay it's like uh you buy a new house the owner is already left but you take on the house mm. right and you take care of the house as you the all owner or even improve it yeah right uh in this case imagine you moving in with the old owner that doesn't want to move out yeah of course so that's the difference of you know in a constellation you take on whatever your ancestor trauma was yes but the ancestor is not with you sharing that trauma yes you see you're taking it on so they can rest exactly the soul can rest and be on their own until somebody takes a look at it and then the ancestors show up for you to support that yeah right yeah you're not dealing with the trauma together with the ancestor you're not dealing with the trauma exactly what together with the ancestor or giving it back to them. You're going to give it back at the moment yeah. you call in, you open a space for the constellation yeah. to happen. In the case of poltergeist or any spirits that are not resting, they're there. They don't know that passed on. Their spirit doesn't rest, doesn't mm-hmm. go to the other side completely. Wow. So when the shaman cl- came and cleared that in my house, finally things stopped, you know. Man, Oof. so when Oof. I when I 
I hear that, you know, and when I was so curious about it. So it, it confirmed that there's another uh, dimension that we yeah. don't see that is very present. That's very present. That it could be actually interact with this dimension, right? And most people, you know, sometimes don't believe that. I have personal experience with it. My whole family did. Wow. Yeah, that's, um, um, I'm really interested in, you know, Jerry and Esther Hicks, you know, the yes. law uh-huh. of attraction and the non-physical world and the physical world. And it's, it's, that's just, to me, it's like, oh, that makes sense. You know, it's like there's a non-physical world and there's a physical world. And yes. there's that, the non-physical world has infinite intelligence. Mm-hmm. And sometimes things get stuck right in between the two. Yes, and remember, in the non-physical world, we have different dimensions. Yeah. And course. different parallel universes. So we don't know which in the other side because we're in this dimension, right? Yeah. We cannot see it clearly. Which can f- we maybe can feel it. Some people are bit, uh, they can see it. Some people yeah. can feel it. I'm a feeler. Okay. So when I'm doing my readings or my work, I can feel the pain or I can feel the emotion through the oh, wow. through my through my body. Yeah, that's um. I was uh, on the last last podcast where I was talking a little bit about how I started facilitating. You know, at at so there's listeners on this on this podcast and. Eric and I were at a um, at a training called Mosaic the Movement that uh-huh. happened, and that, so that was my first time facilitating. So I've been involved with constellations for yes. a very long time, but I've never facilitated, right? <laughs> and with the in the facilitation, it's like you you quiet yourself to listen to the things that bubble up, exactly. And it seems and it tells you, and it even happens in conversation as well. If you listen quietly enough. And, and you're in tune or, or you get that, the, the, some people call it neurological resonance. Yes. Is when two people are are are, are on the same wavelength or the same, same you know, vibration. Same yeah, vibration. the same vibration. You can kind of know exactly what they're talking about and have almost a synergistic conversation that you're going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah, your mind is not involved. It's your soul that is Exactly. Involved. It's the souls that are communicating at a higher and a higher level of, con- level. of yes. con- consciousness, which is... Whee. Yeah. So what happened to you when you had that experience, your first constellation? I was I was blown away by how, how much I could trust it. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yes. Like how it was like a... Th- a like a hammer, like a, like a, I was like, oh, that's there. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's a weird way to put it, but it's like, oh yeah, that's there. Like that thing's, now I have so much confidence in it because I've been involved with it for so long Yeah. that I'm like, oh yeah, that's that, you can tune into that thing. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the exercise of tuning into it is kind of the path that I have, that my next step is to kind of get better at, at tuning into it on a regular basis. But it was so, it was like, it felt so familiar, you know, it's just because doing so many, representing so many people in so many different constellations and being involved in really training for, for as long as I have, it was really cool to see that part. It's like, okay, well, I can, there's a, there's a thing that I could just tap into really quickly. And it was really cool to see how much I trusted it, you know, yeah. just to see it from a different perspective, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that that was that was the interesting part of it. Yeah. For me, when I trained with uh, Bert Hellinger, yeah, uh, it was very familiar to see the other side because I was already familiar with it since I was little, right? And my readings and my tarot readings, I would, I would trust the intuition and the messages that yeah. I would get. 
So it was very easy for me to get into the knowledge of, oh, I trust that there's the other realm is there, it's giving me the messages, it's giving mm. me the feelings of what to do in this case, you know? Wow. So do you use the, tar is the tarot cards an apparatus to tap into that consciousness? The, because I do the work, the yeah. tarot card sometimes shows me the dynamics mm. of the family, of the per person that I'm reading. And that's when I said in, 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 in my website says, tarot reading with family constellations together. Yeah. It's not that I do a specifically with the, the, with the issue of the family constellation. No, the tarot starts talking with me about what is the dynamic that you need to heal. Wow. Besides yeah, other things that they're predicting, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, that's, that's what I've, it's always seemed like we're always, you know, there's so many methodologies of tapping into that stream or that fabric of the collective unconscious that, you know, the tarot cards or the family constellation or deep meditation or the, you know, the shamanic rituals or the ancient traditional native rituals all tap into this, you know, Carl Jung was calling it the collective, the parallel system of consciousness that is, that is, that is um, collective and unconscious, right? So th there's like the, the, the con current consciousness that we have, and then there's yeah. a parallel system of consciousness. Yes. That to me, the collective, yeah, the collective unconscious. And that to me was, you know, Rupert Sheldrake talks about it and, uh, you know, um, Constellations, Bert Hellinger talks about it, and it just, it's like, what is this other thing that puts everything together, right? That has, that's ancient and infinite and has all the knowledge in the world from all the beings that have ever existed. Well, that's what uh, religion tried to explain, yeah. right? With putting a, a message saying there's a God and a creator mm. and yeah. there's something beyond us. Yeah. It's not really that. We are all connected. And wow. we are have God in ourselves. Yeah, we have our ancestors in ourselves, in our cellular memory. The energy is right there. Yeah, the energy is right there. And we just yeah. use different tools to tap into those energies. Man, yeah, that's that's. Um, have you ever heard of Jordan Peterson? Jordan Peterson, no. He's um he's a uh, psychologist from uh, Canada. He's a Canadian professor of psychology and psychologist, and he talks about um kind of the mythos and the archetypes that are in religion, right? Yes. And so it talks about, so, and, and on the last podcast, I was talking to Sophie about this. It was talking about the crucifixion of Christ. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when Christ says, Father, why have you forsaken me? And almost having, and having to go through the crucifixion of dying and then being reborn and coming back into a new is almost like a consolation where you say you give back to your father. You, you come to the realization that there's a pattern in your family and it says, I have this that I have to that I have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And for me to deal with it, I have to like surrender a complete surrendering and to, to honor my system and give it back. Right. It's almost like the archetypes kind of keep repeating themselves and religion has that a lot. And it says f in order for us to go through this process, you have to do these things and honor your family and give back to them and acknowledge that there is a lineage of suffering or 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 a, a debt that's due. Yes. You know, like that's. But if you put if you put 
word by word, the whatever is in the Bible, you will find something that doesn't make yeah, any sense, of right? Because yeah. he's referring to a father that is a spiritual, that is God. Yeah. That came from the skies, right? He doesn't realize his father or the stepfather is San Pedro, right? St. Peter. Yeah. So we have different versions of suffering. Yeah. Okay, so is the heaven also suffering? So it's probably even a manipulation from the church that's saying suffering is what you have to go through. Mm. Yeah, that that's 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 a big part of of religion is that you have to suffer, and it's like you don't. You don't. You don't have to. You don't need to. If you vibrate in the Christ energy, which is loving energy, yeah. right? It's a higher vibration of the human being can experience yeah. love. It's a vibration that you become a child. You become happy. You become yeah. so complete about yourself. So if you experience that vibration, which is a Christ vibration, yeah. love for everything around you, everything yeah. even for yourself, you don't need to experience suffering. Mm-hmm. You can actually modify the vibration of others around you. With of that. course. Yeah. Yeah. You see? Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a big one. That's a big one, right? Yeah. Is to be able to say, is to say that, is to say. And within the manipulation of the church and the Bible, tells you these steps of yeah he could ascend and he could resurrect from the death right yeah of the dead of the the death of your old self of your old self of your of your suffering soul exactly into the loving soul into, Ex- the, into the complete vibrational being that we're supposed to be exactly that and that's that's what you know if you look at it you know as, you know, if you're squinching your eyes and you look at it really fuzzy and you see it for the structural pieces mm-hmm. it seems like it all rhymes right it's it, yeah. it all has resonance right it's just you see it and saying the 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 traditional some of the traditional archetypes in in religion have that same the same patterns that happen in all same families patterns, right yeah. no, and the same the same re- other religions have somebody that suffers somebody yeah. that was uh, mohammed for example you know yeah. so or anybody that was like jesus christ yeah the the, the savior and the yeah. changer of the changer the religion, of the suffering into love into the new islam into you know something new that is going to shine and and you you can be that for your family and you could be that for your family. And in you family can, constellations, in family we constellations do, we you can do be approach that, that approach. Of exactly. Saying you don't need to continue exactly. the legacy of what the traumas or the suffering exactly. or whatever happened behind you. Exactly. You can actually take a look at it and change it. And sometimes we don't say, do not be loyal, but we say to do it differently. To do it differently. Yes. In because, your honor, I will do it differently. Because sometimes re- being in that um, collective consciousness of your family to ask for you not to be loyal to it's too much yeah yeah and, yeah. and it's impossible for you not to be loyal mm. but if you can do it a little different we can start taking another look you can start taking another look wow Oof. yeah that that's the and the and it starts with that it starts with one person uh-huh. in the family Saying, I'm assuming I'll, you know, I'll, I'll start this process mm-hmm. and having the courage to start that process and the ripple effects of that will go everywhere. I've seen it in my own family. Like we, you know, my, I, I, my mom started it, right. And then my yes. sister, and then I did it. And then 
you know, my and dad you're all and now like, practicing <laughs> yeah, family constellations. Yeah, exactly. And we're all like so much, you know, not, I mean, I, I couldn't, I can't see the alternate paths of the universe, right? Yeah. But, you know, my kids are, are well adjusted. Like everything just kind of gets to this, to yeah. this place. Well, I, I had a, another podcast this past uh, Wednesday in Argentina. And we touched that base and said, what, why is it happening now? Why, why is it happening we, now? Yes, because we are supposed to awaken. We're coming into an era of fire. Okay. Right? Based on the Feng Shui Master, it's yeah. in 2024, it starts the year of, of fire. Okay. We're ending the earth cycle okay. into fire cycle. And fire cycle is fire. I mean, war, blood issues. We have the virus. Oh, wow. We have... All of that stuff. We are getting into it. Imagine once we are into it. Fire is also wow. electricity. Is for yeah. is also uh, technology. Yeah. You know, it's all of this that we are going into from being humans into a technology-driven society, yeah. world. And why is the spirit need to deal with all of this at this moment? These years, these past 10 years or 9 years, we were awakening spiritually. Yeah. Because we needed to awaken the spirit in order to save yeah. the earth. Yeah, of course. To go into this fire, which is going to be even more, more strong. Yeah, it's going right? to be more even more passionate. More yeah. passionate, more yeah. uh, fire. Imagine fire is is transformational. It's transformation, in a, in a yeah. Different level. Yeah, and that's what I, I was kind of looking at. Um, kind of looking at the pandemic, and I was like, "What? So, what is this? Right? What is this creating? What is this doing?" And I. I keep going to a place of gratitude right mm -hmm. and saying gratitude and opportunity i'm like oh why i'm oh i'm very grateful for the time that i'm spending with my family and time to reassess everything and to relook at everything and it's almost put a pause button on everything that i've been doing mm -hmm. and it's like okay stop stop and look at everything and and take this time and take this opportunity to do that and i i can obviously say that i'm healthy and i don't have you know i haven't been exposed to anybody thank god but um it, it's almost like being grateful to the pandemic and saying thank you for this opportunity to slow down well what, what is this pandemic doing sending you back home sending you back <laughs> home yeah and to deal with your parents and the dynamics yeah. of your family yes right being present for your kids, kids yeah being present for the parents Right, uh, it's Absolutely. it's actually addressing what you need to work in your family. If you are uncomfortable being in your own home, yeah, and you need to get out, there's an issue. There's a dynamic that you're not seeing. That you're not seeing, yeah. I'm I'm yeah. That that's been um, been eye opening. You know, like I was I was talking to my wife. I'm like, it's not like our life has changed a lot. We don't do much. We stay around the house. You know, it's like we've been quarantining in place for five years. You know, <laughs> it's like we don't go out and party, or you know, or go to or go to restaurant. You know, we don't really go to restaurant. We just kind of stay at home and do the the same thing. So our uh -huh. life hasn't really changed a lot. But I could imagine with people that are that have difficult situations that this is they can either see it as a curse or an opportunity to finally sit down and have the difficult conversations or um you know just sit around and talk because you talk and you create this you know neurological resonance and things start coming out you know for yeah. good or for bad yeah well and in this opportunity of being with your family what you need to correct mm. and what you need to approach yeah. will be the best teaching that you can get out of it because this is probably the only time where you're forced to stay home yeah. and take a look at these issues. 
You don't have any excuses. You have no excuses. <laughs> you, it's been mandatory by the government. Yeah. You know? It's to just sit there and, exactly. and, and hang out with you. And family. it's funny because it's coming from the government, which is trying to separate us all. Yeah. You see? And it has, in a way, separated the community. Because now you cannot go and hug or give a hand to, you know, the bellman or to yeah. the neighbor or yeah. to your friends, right? So it's kind of separating. At the same time, it's putting together the family. Yeah. The core of your uh, dynamic, your loyalty to your family. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm extremely happy that this type of, this modality of work has become popularized, really. I mean, we're at the brink of it becoming, like, uh, it seems like it's at the tier below becoming common culture, right? Is there so many people that are already talking about, it? like, I watched um, a Frozen 2. I've got, you know, you go, I got little kids, right? Uh -huh. So we were watching <laughs> Frozen 2, and there was a lot of systemic have you seen the movie? Yes. You, yeah. Uh, no, I haven't seen Frozen two. I have sorry, see, Frozen if, yeah. one. If you see Fr Frozen two, you'll look at it and be like, "That's it's constellation work." Coco. Have you seen Coco? Yes. Coco, Coco is, is a, Coco is a constellation uh, movie. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> "This is this is becoming part of the common culture that we understand." And and you like Coco was a brilliant movie. Brilliant movie for the kids to tap into this loyalty yeah. to the family. Right? Even Moana. Yeah. Moana is like, you know, Tafiti was earth and separated when you took her heart. That's and more that's like more it, shamanic. Yeah, okay. That's more shamanic. Really? So yeah, so very shamanic. Same thing about Avatar is very shamanic. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What what would you say that uh, so do, are you familiar with Rupert Sheldrake? Yes. Okay. What would you say that um, you know, his theory on morphic resonance? Yes, morphonic morphogenic a yeah, morphogenic yeah field. exactly. Yes. So, so the morphogenetic field, and um, that how does how do you how does the shamanic world look at that? Is that just explaining in a, the the shamanic world in a scientific way? Uh, well, it's the shamanism that explained it prior to this. Okay. Yeah, I would shamanic imagine. Shamanic uh, practice is said by observation of our ancestors. Right? They didn't understand why the earth had a connection with us. Mm. But they felt it. There was no these disturbances of EMS all over ourselves, right? We didn't have TV. We didn't have a radio. They didn't have nothing. So they, the shamanic practices became that, trying to explain the energies that surround us, the morphogenetic field that is all around us yeah. by observation, by seeing the birds that come in and the migration of birds. Oh, there's an energy that comes from the north. There's an energy that's coming from the south. The changes of of uh, the seasons. They didn't know the seasons. Yeah. They didn't know even the, the nothing about w exact dates. They didn't have a calendar, right? Wow. So they just by observation, by feeling, by connecting the resonance of their body with the field, they only could give a name as a spirit name, right? Pachamama. Yeah, Pachamama, the, yeah. For the earth. Uh, Inti for the sun. And uh, the north, the energies of the north, the south, the east, the west. All of this, the mountain resonance, you know, they mm. felt the resonance between their bodies. And now, you know, earth grounding or earthing, it's proven to actually ground you and make sure you're, you're in a very good health by, you know, putting your feet on the ground or putting copper wires connecting you to the ground. Oh, wow. That's the grounding or the earthing that you are practicing now 
science is actually approving that to keep your body vibration in a healthy way. Man. Which I recommend to do when you are in this pandemic. Yeah, of course, <laughs> I would imagine, right? Wow. Yeah, so how does, um, I, I want to kind of go into the ancestral medicine side that you, mm -hmm. you like you do some tours that are from, or not tours, but you do some some. Journeys, I try, we, try, we do the awakening journeys okay. in Peru. Okay. Um, we practice, uh, we do two uh, plant medicines there, ayahuasca wow. and San Pedro. Really? Which is like peyote here in North America. Okay. And these two um, plant medicine rituals, so, um, you know, they're sacred. We do it with a shaman, experienced shaman community there. Yeah. And we practices we elevate our spirit and we connect to that realm with this wow. plant medicine and then we go to energetic places like Machu Picchu the lines of Nazca the jungle to continue the vibration and then we introduce you to Lima to eat very well to ground yourself a little okay. bit more into the <laughs> normal energies that you're going to come back to the United States or to wherever country I, they come from Oh, wow. So, so but now it's very common practice. So now it's, it's becoming it's common very practice. becoming very common practice, becoming very known. That is not a drug. That is not nothing that is, you know, forbidden anymore. Yeah. That is actually sacred ceremonies that actually elevate your spirit and your knowledge. Oh, my God. That's incredible. I've, I've been very interested in doing it for a long time to say, to, to experience. Because the, the biggest thing that I've heard is about you lose fear of death. And ego dissolving, right? And you well, depending of what you need to heal. Remember, ayahuasca mm. will heal whatever you need to heal at the moment. So, not everybody experiences the same visions. Okay. Not everybody feels that. Oh, I went through death and rebirth. Mm. Uh, not everybody experiences the connection with God in a certain level. So oh, wow. it's differently depending of your level of how much you can take or what you need to heal first. Okay. So I always said, your first ayahuasca, it connects you to something that your, the mother ayahuasca needed to heal in you. Even if you didn't see any visions and you just vomit or yeah, perch the, the whole, yeah, the whole yeah, time, yeah. right? So. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard experiences from, from extreme, you know, ego dissolving, to lose fear of death to you know, just th kind of throwing up. And well, I've been doing it for 18 years, twice a wow. year, two or three times per visit. So I've been... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, I mean, you're an I've expert. Been going <laughs> 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 I wouldn't say an expert because I was not trained for to give ayahuasca. I was, okay. you know, I was actually growing with ayahuasca. I was, okay. My knowledge of, of shamanic practices became much more clear with that. And how, how far back in the culture, like in, in Peruvian culture, does ayahuasca go? I mean, that's... Uh, centuries. Centuries, right? Centuries, centuries. This was done in the jungle by the Chipibo tribes. And it's been a common knowledge and a common practice in for generations. Wow. For generations. We, talk, we even see these, these practices in the Incas. Okay. And the Paracas and the Nazcas that used to give these drinks to uh, connect with the other realms. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, that I mean, that's... that's. So we're talking about bef before Christ. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that's, to me, is... 
is almost a you know some you know blinking neon sign that it's like you are your body and this realm is connected to something else yes. you know it's almost like here's your you know connection internet connection right yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's 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 when people ask me do you think i need ayahuasca yeah and i says uh 10 years before perhaps is ayahuasca will call you or you will feel the calling for it yeah right now anybody must do it really it's like before you had a dial telephone right yeah and now imagine if you are asking me now, do I need to have internet? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course you of need course to have you internet. Need internet. Yeah. Exactly the same thing. We have evolved where we need to have this knowledge. We need to connect with that yeah. other realm in order to survive it, in order to survive this. It's a tool that we're going to bring yeah. to continue our soul, not to panic, not to be scared, not to go into the changes of the world or this dimension that yeah. is happening to be much more in a vibrational tone is almost like mm. an upgrade for a computer it's almost like an upgrade a software upgrade for a yeah. computer yeah that's um i was you know when I, uh, I got a friend of mine that is um an ai computer scientist phd from from illinois right and you know they were trying to find um they're trying to upload consciousness, human consciousness, into a computer. Yeah. And there's a movie about that. Yeah. There's a me the movie. Like, they're basically trying to do the Johnny Depp movie, right? Yes. So that's the, kind of the, the point. Obviously, Hollywood kind of makes it a different thing. But uh-huh. um, they're trying to find out how you upload consciousness to a computer. And I'm a, you know, a grunt, right? By training, I was in the military. I'm not a very smart man. But I was kind of putting the experience that I've had together, right? With that, and I'm saying consciousness is not is is we're like antennas of a this parallel level of consciousness. So it'd be in my view, and and I probably you know I have no scientific you know data to base this on, but it, it would be impossible to upload somebody's consciousness into a machine because it's not a living organism that has life in it and that has that life force right and that's our consciousness comes from that life force well but if you think about that we are all connected Mm -hmm. and what we create we also give a part of our spirit into what we create we're creating Mm. intelligent computers and we're giving a part of this consciousness oh wow already okay energetically so these computers are evolving as we are evolving you see that so that we're all part of larger systems that complement each other. Exactly, like the collective. Like the collective. And if even the, the machines are part ex- of the collective. Exactly, because the machines are growing as we grow spiritually. Oh, wow. That's, in- that's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't look at it that way. Yeah. I was seeing it binarily, you know, saying. Yeah. No, we are multidimensional. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're already cyborgs, right? I mean, this is yes, we this already, thing right here. We're already phone. connected to our phone, and our yeah. phone has all our information. And we, we connect with our phone that we know it. You know, we even type faster. Yeah. And yeah. our children are getting that knowledge. Children but guess are getting what? That knowledge, yeah. The computer is also getting our growing. Our spirit mm. is growing and evolving. And therefore, the technology is evolving with us. So wh- what do you think of... 
I know like Elon Musk and these guys have been always afraid of, excuse me, um, artificial intelligence and saying that artificial intelligence will have an awakening Mm -hmm. and say human beings are no longer or they're getting in their own way. And that will ha- that that's at some point that will the machines I guess will, will say surpass us. yeah will surpass not only surpass us but say all right start eliminating these people only if we don't awaken our consciousness mm. if we're still being the autistic ones that are destroying the earth then that's where the awakening has to happen that's why I say yeah. everybody must do ayahuasca now wow. Yeah, that I mean that makes sense. So what um I have you I follow this guy um I think his name is Alan Grayson. He's an artist. Yes. And so he shows like he does artistical representations of his journeys, right? Yes. And Alex Gray? I think yeah, I think it's Alex Gray. Yeah, yes. I think it may be Alex, Alex Gray. Gray. New York? Yeah. I'm 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 not sure, but he's yes. um I I I have him on my Instagram and he has these images of like geometrical shapes yes. of uh-huh. of consciousness and uh, it's usually a man and a woman or two people yeah, that's or Alex Gray. yeah uh-huh. that might be uh, it might be Alex Gray I, ha- I probably have his his name incorrect but um w- have you seen those those have you experienced those visual you see journeys yes. through you see those those visuals you see how this uh realm starts getting like the you know the the Matrix movie where yeah. you start seeing this thing, these lines and these yeah. lights in between, and suddenly poof, everything disappears. Exactly the same. Wow! But much more unexpected. I mean that yeah, that movie doesn't even become closer to what you see. Yeah, I gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to do it. I w- yeah, I I, I want to do it. I, that's that's a journey I definitely want to yeah, go down. Yeah. And I, I do recommend that you do it with a knowledgeable oh, of um, course. shaman. I prepare the the person okay. before the journey, two months two months before, okay. to put the intention, to read more about it. I give him some articles because fear is one of the things that will stop you from seeing the, what you need to learn. Mm. Because your ego is saying, oh, my God, I'm taking this drug. or No, it's not a drug. It's a yeah. ceremony. But to lose your mind. And to lose the reality as we know it, to mm. go into that other dimension, other realm, it's scary. That's why it says the vine of the death, because it clears this dimension into other dimensions. Wow. So that in your ego itself is a protective mechanism, right? Yeah. So it you're trying to protect you, cool. saying, no, 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 don't go there because you're not going to come back. Everybody comes back. It's like yeah, protecting the status exactly. quo. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, it, in, in family constellations, you see, you know, even if it costs me my life to protect or to be loyal to a system, right? Or it's, for what it, the probably the same mechanism applies, right? Yeah, because you want to be part of this society, this yeah. earth, this dimension, right? Or maintain the status quo, you know, yeah. like yeah. But oh, look, this is a plant. Two different plants actually that okay. come together. And uh, and they put it together with the knowledge of ancestry. Yeah, knowledge, but we don't know where it came from. To maybe channeling with the ancestry, maybe channeling with extraterrestrials. We don't know where it came from. Yeah, yeah This yeah. mixture came up to clear the to produce the DMT in your brain, yeah. which only releases at the moment of death because your enzyme that stops you from processing the DMT in your brain that it's it's 
it's produced at the moment of death. And that's every DMT is everywhere, right? DMT, no. DMT is uh, in certain in certain mechanism is a it's um, kind of an enzyme. Okay. That is released at the moment you your brain releases it at the moment of death only. But we have it naturally. In our, we naturally have it naturally it at the moment of death. Oh wow. And why is it released and is processed in your brain? Because the enzyme that we have in our system, mm-hmm. it's always there, stopping the DMT from for us not to go to the other realm. Um. Have you heard the concept of um, this is not reality? That what we see is what we, our brain just yeah pictures yeah yeah, right? yeah, yeah or yeah. what we uh, knowledgeable you know our parents saw and yeah it's generational right yeah. But imagine if we don't have the enzyme of DMT, we will be in other seeing other realms also, other dimensions, oh. other possibilities. So that's the enzyme that stops us. But when we are dead, that enzyme does not produce anymore. So our brain starts seeing the DMT that is released. Have Have you ever? I mean, this might be a personal question. You can tell me. You could not answer it. But have you ever seen anybody pass away? From have you just some have you seen have you been with somebody at the moment of the death? At the moment of death. Um, have you ever been in a room or well, like a loved one or something like something like for me it was no. a grandparent. No. That no. is the most profound experience I've ever had. Like my, I was there when my grandfather passed away. Mm-hmm. And kind of going into this into this conversation is like it was so he was there, right? Mm-hmm. And so he, he, my grandfather for my whole life. And when he passed away, this is going to sound ridiculous, but he wasn't. Uh-huh. Like the person that he was was not there. It wasn't the 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 body that, that was there was not him. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it, we put so much stock in the vessel. And yeah. once you see somebody like when they're alive, right, and then when they die, it's just like he could have been a, bo- a bottle of water. He could have uh-huh. like that thing. It's like he's the thing that connected us. Is no longer there. Yeah, it's it like was, a computer without electricity. Exactly. It was. It was just it's like that. Yeah. It, it, it was. He was not. That body was just an object to me. Is mm-hmm. is the connection wise? Is like the body was just an object to me. And so, understanding that we're just kind of going back to the vein of were these antennas of that consciousness, and the DMT takes us to that place. Exactly. Or, or takes connects the, your oh, spirit. To whatever it is we are already connected with, but we cannot see it. Wow. wow. Right? The Man. spirit is, we are spiritual people experiencing a human form. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, yeah, we're a spi- yeah, like a spiritual consciousness that is experiencing, experiencing a, a human form. A human form. I was listening to a podcast and they were saying that um, this was a really cool concept. And I, I didn't really understand it very well, but what from what I understood it is that we are the, the the concept is that we're all God experiencing limitation in in, in so many different like in billions and billions of of representations of that is like how how would a God like how would God experience create a different um, a different experience for himself or themselves yeah. by creating us and living through us in our limited and without our knowledge of being that. So we're almost like an eternal being with a limitation and living life in billions of experiences 
and evolving that, trying to evolve that way through like massive data like inputs. It's it was. I'm probably not doing it justice, but I, I, it, I, does I, that make I, sense? Yeah, Can it I, makes I, sense. Imagine imagine souls as drops of the rain, exactly coming into the rivers, exactly right? into the and experiencing different things, the rivers or the, the yeah. earth or. Even the river goes, it's community, it goes yeah. into it. The creeks into uh, the, the creeks rivers, into, into the, the rivers, ocean, into yeah. the oceans, and, and then going to the oceans, right? Yeah. Going to the ultimate communion of all yeah. the souls. Of all things, yeah. That will be, the ocean will be probably the com- collective consciousness, yes. right? Uh, God, we yeah. call it God. Yeah. And then the waters evaporate, turns into s- another type of dimensional yeah, the clouds. existence. Yeah. The clouds get charged comes an electrical charge on it and then suddenly it starts coming down yeah again. all the souls come back experience the mm. the rivers the rivers of the communities the countries they go from different yeah <laughs> different forms, paths and different yeah. paths it could be actually uh harvest and get, get the water gets into a bottle of water and then you drink Man. it and then you yeah. sweat it and then at the end everything ends up in the water in the water in the ocean yeah and right? it's we're all connected. It, and it's all at the end of the day it's all water. All it's water. all it's all water. Yeah. All water. Wow, that's a cool way to put it. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's because every you know, every instance of the water has a different experience that exactly. all brings into a collective experience, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Man. That's that's that 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 I and they I mean they also say that water has Memory, water has energy and has energy and has memory. Has memory. Yeah. If, uh, actually, you can implant the memory into the water by your thoughts and your feelings and intention. Intentions. Yeah. What's the name of the um, Japanese guy that did this book? Um, oh, I. My, my memory that studies the imprint of the molecule, of the water, how it changes and how it changes colors and all that stuff, based on the, even the label that you put in the water. Oh wow! If you put love in the label, the yeah. molecule of the water, it's it's totally different than the molecule of the one that says "I kill you" or "I want to kill you." Yeah, like the violence of it, the violence and of the, it. Intention oh, yes, the intention of it. Yeah, of the, yes, of, of love the, versus versus a negative yeah. thought or a wow. negative intention. I mean, since I started this work, I've changed my language, and I start mm-hmm. saying things that are yes more forgiving you know or just open and 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 gratitude one of the things i tell people people that curse for example Mm. what kind of energy they're irradiating what kind of vessel because we are water 90 percent water so imagine what (laughs) he's giving to his body and to the people around him when he curses right Mm. so when i hear one of my nephews i always correct him you know do not curse. That's not a good energy. And yeah. I explain why. I need to stop cursing. I curse like a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being in the military. So, yes, yeah. But that curse I gotta stop goes cursing. all yeah. around. And that's a vibrational thing. Yeah, it is. Because it's it's And it's violent, not only affecting you know? your body. It's affecting the, the body of your children that are much more sensitive. Yeah. Yeah, I got to stop cursing. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta stop. It's just part and of it my stays own, in yeah. the water that you're drinking around your house. If you're cursing around your house, even if your children are not there, and then your yeah. children drink that water. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've been doing a lot of practicing gratitude, which is the, I'm just constantly doing. I've been doing it for for a little bit, and it's just 
I'm like, thank you, house. Thank you, everything. Thank you, you know, my car. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of being, thank you for working. Thank you for transporting me from A to B. Thank you for providing shelter. Just kind of being a, constantly in a place of gratitude. And that, for me, has changed a lot. Yes. You know, just intention-wise or um, just positionally has changed yes. a lot of stuff for me. But we have to take a look at the systemic way. Yeah. What happened that you have no gratitude for, that mm. you cannot have gratitude for, right? Yeah. If somebody killed your child, will you have gratitude for what happened? Wow. Can you go into that level? Yeah. Wow. Can you reconcile that way? Can you reconcile that way? Wow. Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't. Uh-huh. You see, yeah. we are gratitude for the things that we have good in our lives. But we also have to be gratitude for the virus that is attacking us. Yes. For the yeah. president that we have. Yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah. the great-grand-uncle uh, that killed the family. Yes. Right? And, th- and that's what I've, I've been doing that with, with the president a lot lately. Yeah. It's just saying, thank you for showing us where we need to grow. Like, exactly. just th- yeah. th- thank, thank you. you. Thank you, thank you. Be- and, and, al- not al- and also saying that is... You know, I've been on, on this kind of assumption of responsibility thing and assuming my responsibility for being a co-creator of this reality. Yes. And saying thank you for showing me that I'm also a co-creator of this and finding the good in all That we still need to grow. That, that we still need to grow. our egos yeah. are still there present yeah, exactly. in the president of the United States. Yeah. An egotistic, chauvinistic, you know, yeah. president. It's ourselves. It's our image yeah, the, uh, as a country. As a country, there as was a, a collective consciousness. There was a comedian. Uh, there was, I think, there was a comedian that was saying that um, that President Obama represented what we want to be, and President Trump represented represents who we are. Yes, it's like <laughs> that. That that resonated with me. I was like, oh well, you know, that makes that that's that makes sense. Yes. You know, not but then, explicitly, then, but but tell that to a Republican. Yeah, 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 of course. You see, now we have to put ourselves in the shoes of the Republicans. Yeah. Right? We, for them, President Obama was the worst thing. Yeah. You know? This is what we don't want to be. This is therefore, what we don't want to be. And therefore, we want to choose what we want to be. Mm. So, you see, there is a split of two different points of view. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who's the one, who's the right, and who's the wrong? Yeah. You see, you cannot take sides. You can't take sides. You just have to say... I belong. I belong in both, yeah, in all of it, right? Yeah, I, I've been going, you know, I was, I grew up very conservative, right? Like, I grew up in a Catholic, all-boys school in Venezuela, right? And I went to an all, it was Opus Dei school. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like very, very, very strict. And, 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 and so I grew up a little conservative. I grew up in a very conservative traditional family in Venezuela. And then I came to the States and I was like full, you know, open right like just whatever goes doesn't really matter nothing really matters right and i was kind of completely open to everything and i've fallen into this place of the middle that i'm just like i respect both i respect everything try to thank everything and i've kind of come to this place of balance lately and and at 36 that is kind of like this place like there's space for everything and thank you for showing me that i'm a co-creator of both of these things and the victim and the perpetrator are in all things. And all of it needs to exist together, you know. The yin and the yang. Yeah. Right? Why are we 
people believe that we're in the darkest place right now, right? Yeah. The more dark you see, the more light is going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes we need the darkness in yeah. order to for the light to be brighter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To blind us with it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm excited to find you know to to go through this journey right now and find out what's going to happen next because you know we're, there's people that are starting to do podcasts about you know systemic work and the it's 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 at right before popular you know knowledge, exploding yes. in popular knowledge right and and it's kind of like you know how yoga was you know, Madonna was doing crazy stuff in the 80s and then it became, you know, mainstream, mainstream right? It was, yes. you know, yogis have been doing it for centuries or millennia and it went to, Madonna started doing it and then it, it went to this thing. Yeah. And I think the, the systemic work... It's another tool. Is another tool. Yes. Yeah. And why, I always say, why do we need that? Especially people say, oh, because I'm okay with whatever I have. No, it's not that you're yeah. okay with it. It's what you can pass on to the next generation. Mm -hmm. The more we can clear our next generations, the more we have chances yeah. to survive as a human race. Yeah. The better because, we get, yeah. Because we're destroying the earth. We yeah. have we had a responsibility to maintain this earth and give it to the next generation in as we got it. Yeah. And we have not we have not to done keep that. that. Yeah. So why? Because we worry about our emotions and our traumas more than we worry about the rest. Mm. You see? And that's why we let this earth diminished and no. died. Now, because these tools show us that we have to pay attention to the collective, to everything besides us. Yeah. That's and that's the ancient knowledge that, that ancient civilizations have. Had. That's why we receive an earth yeah. full of exactly of good earth, good air, you know, yeah. soil. soil, everything yeah. was okay. Oh, wow. Because they kept that. We're, it's not only about us. It's also about the energies that surround us. Hmm. And shamanism has a big part of it. It's to understand the system as a whole. Exactly. And how we that fit we into That we belong that. in everywhere. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, that it, it seems that like the next step is the awakening of that knowledge. The awakening of that and the release of the traumas of the past. And the release of the traumas of the past. So our next generations don't have to carry that as a burden and continue healing that. Yeah, yeah. And wasting time instead of healing the earth now. Yeah. yeah I, I was, so... Um, that same so i've i've been i've been kind of having this thought process it's that that so jordan peterson that that same psychologist from canada was talking about so they was talking about gender inequality right mm -hmm. is that so you know men and women get paid differently based on competency or, or whatever that is and he's saying there's no way that i wouldn't want 50% of the world population to be as productive as possible that's humanist you know it's humanist in general and and I'm like I'm sticking. I want to take it a step further. And it's like I want the whole population to be healed as much as possible because it's the most productive that we can be as as a species, and the most balanced that we can be as a species. We are creating a bigger species than us, yeah. which is technology. Yeah, and technology will surpass us whether we want it or not. Yeah, it's going to because we are the creators of that. Yeah, right. So. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, man. So depending on how we are in respectful 
to everything that we create, everything that belongs and be, be we are co-creators with. Yeah. If we respect it, if we respect ourselves and we respect everything that surrounds us, we won't be annihilated by our own creation. Okay. I don't like when the guy kicks the robot. Exactly. Yeah. Because you know in Boston Dynamics because, videos? Because yeah. that's what we have in our ancestry. Mm. You see? We are right now creating something that is going to surpass us. It's going to be stronger than us. And that's what we need to clear the next generations to understand and to treat that new thing that we're creating equally as us. Yeah. With the same rights. With there's no background of prejudice yeah the or, or trauma of uh, that came or rejection yeah or or violence you see yeah that's why it's so important to do this work that's why it's so important to do this work that's why it's so important to do this work it's I'm, not even for us it's for our next generation yeah and the existence of the human race wow man that's wild yeah i for me from just being the kind of the gatekeeper for my kids it's been the biggest motivation that I've had. It's just to say, I'm going to be the gatekeeper, and you guys are going to start with a clean slate. You know, just start with a clean slate, and we'll be good from there. And as as long as I've given, as I've done as much, myself and my wife have done as much work as possible to create that environment, then... Now all you have to do is just do a little bit of ayahuasca. Yeah, and you can tell them exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to do it. I'm. I'm. I want to. How does the process? Like, so you you go for you two go, weeks, or you go for two weeks. Clean. Try to clean your body as much possible. Okay. I always says, you know, the cleaner the body, yeah. the easier is going to be for you to go into the other dimension. Otherwise, ayahuasca, the first thing is going to clear is going to clear your body, your toxins. Mm. So you start purging a lot. And before you even get the visions, you start purging, and then suddenly you start getting a little bit of visions, depending on how dirty your body is. If not, otherwise the whole process is going to be just going throwing to the bathroom. Up, throwing and, up, yeah, throwing up, yeah. Throw up. Wow. So the, the cleaner you are, the better, because you're going to throw up less heaviness. Wow. And at the moment also throwing up is also clearing you emotions. Okay. In order for you, uh, at the moment you're throwing up, you also put the intention to clear emotions, to clear different um, traumas. Everything is, is, is like 20 years of therapy, vomiting there. Wow. If you put the intention right, right? That's why I prepare the person before going to this experience. It's very important. Most people say, oh, I want to do ayahuasca, let's go. And they take, well, they, they yeah. do three, year, three days of, of, of diet, and then suddenly says, oh, I... I saw this and I saw that. Is the ego is talking, right? Yeah, like it's a fad thing to yeah, do. Yeah, it's the cool thing. Yeah, the cool thing to do. Yeah, that's the wrong intention. That's the wrong intention. You do the intention with um, uh, the McKinnon brothers did this years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. Dennis, McKinnon, Dennis McKinnon yeah. and the brother also. Yeah, Terrence the McKinnon. Work. Yeah, yeah, Terrence McKinnon. Yeah. So they did it with this intention to go into these other dimensions, get the information we need. Bring oh. it with responsibility here That's awesome. in order to teach the people. Man, that is, oh, I'm, that's, that gives me goosebumps. I'm really excited about the possibility of doing that. Well, if this virus wouldn't stop, the next trip to Peru that I was yeah. planning, it was in July. In July? For the July, yeah, for the okay. July weekend. Week. Ten days, actually. 
So you go 10 days. 10 days from uh, 11 days with travel time, you know? Oh, wow. So, and we go and we do the first the ceremonies. Then okay. you know, some a little bit of excursions into the ruins of uh, Morai, Pisac, yeah. Cusco, Machu Picchu. And then either to the jungle or to the, to the uh, south of Peru, the lines of Nazca, which has connections with extraterrestrial. So yeah. extraterrestrial knowledge and extraterrestrial technology. Oh, my gosh. I always watch them. Uh, Peru is very, um, an ancient aliens, the ancient aliens? Ancient show? aliens, yes. Yeah, they always show, um, you know, Peru and, and the ruins and, you know, they're always showing that. Where there is, there is a lot of um, belief okay. that the uh, ruins of Machu Picchu couldn't make it with technology, right? With a higher technology that we don't even know right now. So, wow. because it looks like the stones were cut precisely with laser, you know, and they were heavy and they were bringing all the way down from um, a thousand feet down from the river, you know. Oh, my gosh. So, Lord. how can in a very steep mountain to build this city? And this and city was in the middle of everything con built with exact measurements of Where's the north? Where's the south? Where's the east? Where's the equinox going to? The first ray of equinox. Yeah, that's that's insane. I mean, it's that's difficult to explain just by, <laughs> you know, even putting that in. It's like, how can you explain that this rock is pointing to the third planet on Orion's belt? And, exactly. you know, like this. And it was done thousands More of years or less ago. Like, like the pyramids, which is still a mystery. Yeah, right? the pyramids. Absolutely. Yeah, the same thing. Same concept. Oh, Connected yeah. to the stars. Yeah, the, I mean, undoubtedly, it has a connection to the stars. Whether it's by, as, you know, as as simple as you know they just studied yeah. it, or you know there was intervention from another planet, but it definitely has. We we have already yeah. been visited, and we have already been commuting with that. But that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that's an interesting topic. I've I've always. Yeah, that's an interesting topic. We can we can go into that. So, how do you um, how did you start your process with the family constellation side? Um, I was invited by somebody um, because I was doing already my tarot readings and my okay. psychic readings. Yeah, and one woman told me, "Oh, there's do you know Clara Lopez? Is she part of your family? Is where is she from? I know I don't know her. She's coming from Argentina." Oh, yeah. I no, I never thought. Have you ever heard about family constellations? I said, no, never. This was back in 2003. Okay. 2003. And I said, so, okay, yeah, I'll go and participate. I'm a spiritual person, you know. Yeah. She wants, you know, people that are very connected and spiritual to be, uh, do a, a small workshop in my apartment. There were only 10, 11 people. Oh, so it was here in Miami? In Miami Beach. Okay. And that was 2003. And at the moment I participated, of course. I was. I have no idea because for your first constellation, you are kind of lost, right? You have no idea what you're doing <laughs> or what is it going to happen. Yeah. And they chose me to part to represent somebody. And as soon as I stood up out of the seat, my legs started hurting like I worked out, and I ran like miles and miles. You know when you have this yeah almost soreness. swollen yeah. and swollen yeah yeah, 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 yeah. the, the, the soreness like, oh feeling. My God, my legs are so tired. I want to just lay down. And there was a, um, one representative laying down on the floor for this constellation that she was doing, a woman that was doing, directed by Clara Lopez. And 
and my same last name, of course. So I said, and she would ask, you know, it was very systemic. She will ask, what do you feel? I says, I feel my legs are very tired and I feel like I want to lay down next to the person, you know, just rest next to the person. Yeah. It looks so comfortable resting on the floor, (laughs) right? It was dead. And I was, I want to go rest there. You know, I want to go there. I just, my legs do not support me. And she says, go ahead and do that. And then when I did that, the woman started crying. I says, "Ah, that's my brother. He was a professional soccer player. That's why your legs were hurting. And because my father died and they were very close, he committed suicide after him. Oh, wow. After his death. And that's why my brother wants to go with him. Wow. And I I was blown away for that information, right? How my body will channel without even channeling, right? When yeah. you really channel, you forget you lose time and space, right? And you start talking and, and just you don't know how long you talk. In this realm, in this family constellations, you channel through your body and through your emotions yeah. without losing the self. Without losing the self. Exactly. So immediately I said, oh, my God, and everybody healed at that moment, right? So I said, oh, this is a therapy. I need to learn it. Yeah. So I Google it. I said, who's the creator? And boom, I found Verhaminger. At the time, advertising for a first international training of family concessions, moving with the spirit mind, open to the spiritual people and to the people working with the healing arts. Okay. Before it was only given to the medical field, uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, medical field. And I was like, oh, I want to subscribe for that. But I was so eager to, I had, I, could, I couldn't wait <laughs> yeah. the next year, right, to go. So I said, let me look to somebody else that is doing it. And there was, Susie Tucker was presenting Dan Van Pankerhood. Oh, Dan wow. Dan Van Camperhood. Uh, he's a systemic ritual. He does systemic ritual at the moment. Okay. He was doing, that was my first shamanic constellation, a shamanic systemic ritual with him and it was bl- mind-blowing it opened up much more my consciousness because i'm also very sensitive i can feel yeah. this stuff right in my readings i mean so you your 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 background seems perfect for exactly yeah it seems perfect and, like and it I set was, you up for success exactly. in, in and that, i was saying yeah. uh, on a one-on-one basis on a one-on-one reading i could you know give advice on all that stuff but this is not my advice or not advice of the cards this is advice of their own family and yeah. their own ancestry trying to heal the person. And it can be do- done in in a group session where everybody heals at the same time. Where everybody heals at the I same was like, time. oh my God, I need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do this. It was so cold in <laughs> on my soul level. It's and so practical. Yeah. Yeah. And I did that practice in 2003. At the end of 2003, I think it was with um, Dan Pank, Camperhood. Okay. That was my first constellation. I did my constellation myself here in Miami with my with my brothers um, with my relationship with my brother because okay. I was far, far uh, I moved here when I was 18 to the United States and my connection with my brother was never there yeah so he moved a little bit of the constellation when you're in the constellation sometimes you don't even remember what happened <laughs> yeah. right yeah because you're in the middle but I saw my brother so far away so we finally connected. And after that consideration, my relationship with my brother started getting better. Oh, wow. So now we talk, you know. Yeah. We don't talk as often, but it's, uh, it's in my heart. Yeah. 
and I visit him now every year, two or three times a year. Oh, wow. In the town that he's working, in the jungle. I even bought some land there to do a center. Wow. So, in Peru? In Peru. Oh, in wow. the jungle of Peru. That, yeah, I mean, it's, I can't, it's so practical. That's the thing that I like about Constellations. It's practical. It's like you go there and you do your thing and you leave. You know, it's not yes, a. And it's not, uh, you know, out of body experiences or anything like that. It's just a little bit. Yeah, sometimes you have a cathartic moment. Yeah. Especially with shamanic family constellations. You will feel that vibration in your body. Yeah. And you will so- sometimes not even control it or not even control the sadness. Yeah. Or the tears that are coming down. and it yeah. could be a cathartic moment yeah. sometimes, right? But that's the best moment. Those are the best know, moments, yeah. Because you know you're definitely healing it because you cannot yeah. control it. And it's been stored there for generations. Wow. Yeah, that that's to me has been like, you know, you could for somebody to go to um you know, to go to therapy has been kind of like that's become normalized, right? And I think the next step is going to be f- to do these types of workshops are going to become normalized. Like yoga was, you know, people were like, what are you doing stretching? And that doesn't do anything. You know, right? people would yeah. always talk uh, about it like the, that. And the, then yeah. it's become popular culture. It's become normalized in, in the culture. And I think the next step is, is going to be that. Yeah, and accepted. accepted. Yeah. Yes, accepted. Like I, I talk to people all the, like I've been talking to people for about this type of work for a long time. And the resistance is always every year a little bit less, you know. Mm-hmm little bit less and to be like, hey, you should go look into something like this. And just more and more people are doing it and they see. Well, look at look at Turkey. The more restricted are on their beliefs, yeah. right, the more the awakening happens. Mm. So it's very well received, these type of therapies. I was very surprised when the first time I went to Turkey, how open they were to this type of therapies, you know, wow. contacting the ancestors, contacting the spirit, contacting, you know, the traumas much more open than the Islam religion, right? Uh, Muslim, Muslim. Yeah. So it was like the opposite. The Muslim is very restricted. You got to go to Allah and and, and pray and pray every three, four, five five times a day. And, you know, they call the Muslims and everybody goes. It's a very ritualistic. Very ritualistic. Very ritualistic. And then yet they are crying and kneeling in front of their ancestors to heal their traumas. At the same time, it was so beautiful to see. Actually, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. The, to me, to me, it's always, and I, I know, um, you know, I, I was talking to somebody about this, and this may may be a judgment against, you know, there might be a judgment against a certain culture. It's like, how can you take people that are that are pillars in their community from around the world, bring them to learn how to do this type of work, and send them back so they can they can heal their communities, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in and original judgment of their communities that need to be healed but like if i'm i'm so eager about this work i'm saying how can you create a place that you get people from all over the world and create train and send them back and support them that they can start in their communities right and heal those processes because that's seems like the only way that we're going to get this accomplished right well we're going to accomplish it by being patient yeah (laughs) Yeah. It's like it's you know l- stone by stone, <laughs> stone by stone. Yeah, it's, I gotta keep that in, in perspective. Yeah, yeah, I gotta keep that yeah. in perspective. And the more the, the, uh, uh, as you build something that can be seen for others, yeah. for others to see. Yeah, by stone by stone. Yeah, and then they can see a beautiful wall, right? Yeah, and they say, "How do you create it?" And then they will be curious about it. 
Mm. You see, it happens in community. It happens in community. Yeah, that's I'm. And it starts you're with right. com small communities. Yeah, because you, nothing can start too big because it doesn't have a foundation. Yeah. So we have to just be patient that eventually we will get. Look at Bert Hellinger, 45 years, yeah. die at 94, yeah. processing and moving this type of energy into a bigger energy, right? Cosmic yeah. power. Wow. So we are still in the family constellation, so we haven't even got to cosmic power yet. So what is that? I'm not familiar with, with, with cosmic, cosmic power. Cosmic power is more, it's the basis of family constellations, okay. but more of not... Uh, approaching more the energy of the ancestors, but, uh, he had four, three, three to four hundred, you know, audience. So he wouldn't be able to do a family constellation for everybody. Okay. So he will bring somebody with a hard case or a strong case, asked to reveal it. Sometimes didn't even ask to reveal it to just think about it, think that all the audience is your family and your ancestors, and let that energy move. Wow. And then he will close their eyes, he will close their eyes, he will probably hold the, the hand of the person, and together we'll go and open this energy. <laughs> and the audience will scream, cry, fall off the chairs, and boom, 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 boom. Everything happened in like a matter of 20 minutes, 25 minutes, half an hour. And when this crowd finally came to peace or silence, he will say, it's done. Oh my gosh! Wow! Really? So it's like a constellation without the movement. They would they would just be kind of like the vessel, and the, the, the vessel, audience yes, would be the, the the vessel. The whole the whole movement. ancestor would be the yes. The I ancestor mean, body would yeah. be the audience. Wow! Wow! So that's what he that's the constellations that he was doing at at the at, end. At the end. Oh my gosh! Jeez. So it was you know, but. but uh, when it happens when I when I do the constellation, the more people they they have, the more the energy that moves. Mm. So when we, you do at thirty, forty people, it's, it moves pretty, it moves. pretty yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ten it moves, but you know, step by step. But when you have a hundred, like I do in mm. Turkey, I had a case where I set up a constellation for a person that committed suicide, mm. and. This woman with the, her child, the father that committed suicide, the child never knew about it. They, he was only three years old, and he stopped talking. So after the father uh, committed suicide, immediately after. He stopped talking. He stopped talking. Wow. Without even knowing that his father died yeah. or anything. You know, they hide it from the child. So we put it on the field with 100 people, and suddenly... I see running this man from one side to the other side and jumping on top of a woman, put her on the floor, start strangling her. Oh and my the woman gosh. was screaming, and immediately the people got. Oh all my her, gosh. The, the movement was so fast. And I was just looking at this as a scenario of a movie. And me, as, wow. a, as a constellator, I yeah. couldn't stop the movement. Yeah. I, I said to the people, stop. But I already saw the vision. The vision was so the the men that tried to get her out of her, trying to strangle her. Yeah. The woman is screaming with her, and she was close her eyes, and then she laid down on the floor crying. Oh my! And gosh. the man was pulled down, pushed on the floor, and the men were holding him because he was so cathartic moment. 
that he wanted to continue jump to kill her, right? Wow. And suddenly they put him down and I said, let it be, let it be. And she was still crying and yelling. And the woman started, and then she finally hold on to the w- another woman. It's almost like a, she died. She was okay. strangled by a husband yeah. or somebody. The men lynched the guy because they okay, killed him. Of course, yeah. You could, yeah, yeah, see, yeah. You that could see that clearly in the, in the movement. And the, the family of the woman crying, and there was never reconciliation. Oh, my gosh. That's and that's inc- what the suicidal happened. Of course, the victim and, and the perpetrator, was, yeah. And it was probably a secret. Yeah. So the kid stops talking. Because of this strangle woman. Oh, my gosh. So we did the reconciliation. We need to put the killer and the victim together to yeah. rest together. It was a hard oh. and a long moment to, for even to, for the people to do it. Oh, to allow my that, gosh. Right? Without being scared that he was still going yeah, to that was gonna, Yeah, Wow. But he was already dead. I mean, he was already laying down. Like so he had already... The, 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 we actually carry him. To put him next to her. Oh my God. To make the reconciliation in the hall, everybody looking at it. Wow. And that's where the reconciliation came. I l- took the kit that was representing somebody for the kit to look at that reconciliation and then to come back to the mother. And that's why he ended it. Six months later, the kid, no, actually, a year later, the kid started talking. Wow. That's incredible. Oh my gosh! That was in Turkey. That was in Turkey. Wow! Because oh. there were so many people, right? The more people, the faster the energy moves. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow! Yeah, my first one was in Romania with with um, fifty five psychologists and psychiatrists. Oh, but that's the problem with that is the mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. I I got to the con- to the first workshop. And it was this old communist, it was like a communist hotel. Like it, it used to be like a headquarters where they we would do the communist party, the Romanian communist party would do like get togethers and parties and stuff in the Carpathian Mountains in, in Romania, right? And there's 55 um, people, the these um, doctors, right? So mm-hmm. psychologists and psychiatrists from Romania. It was me, my mom, my sister, and the facilitator and his family. He has two sons that are kind of our age. And <laughs> I go to my first counseling. I was 25 or 20, 24 or 25, I think. And I go to my first, and I'm like, okay, so my mom, when my mom and my sister told me about the, the workshops, I'm like, my parents are, my mom and my sister are crazy, and they've joined a cult. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, they've lost their minds, right? And so I thought that my mom had, fil- so I was like kind of trying to, it's because she told me about it. And I'm like, okay, you're crazy. You people are lost your mind, right? And I told her that, like, what I was thinking is that she probably filled out a, a questionnaire. And all these people, my ego is like, all these people have memorized this thing. Oh. And are going to represent, Based you know, and this that, is yeah. and this is a hustle, right? And this is like a, a this th- these people are doing like a hustle. Like a snake oil show or something, you know, like a like a circus or something, you know, like they're they're putting on these things like the, you know, whatever that looks like. And then I represented the first person. And I was like, this, oh, this is it. This is whatever this is. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's how 
into my own head I was like I was just thinking I was like okay so how did how do they figure out you know what they're doing and I saw the first constellation and then I got picked to represent and I was like immediately like boom I fell into the role and it was like representing and then we did constellations for a week morning and afternoon wow. all day like one after other one after other and it was like super ha you know Romania had the Romanian Russian war yes I go to Romania also oh you do yeah okay yeah I have Mihai Dragomescu, Dragomescu. Okay. Uh, he's my promoter there. Really? Yeah. Wow. I had to cancel the trip. This I was going in March, but I had to cancel it because Romania is beautiful. Yes, it's I like, like a beautiful it. woman that's been through a really yeah. bad marriage. And you see, the more restricted the government, the yeah. more restricted the religion, the more the spiritual comes out of people. Yeah. Because that's the yin and the yang. Yeah. The, the restriction of the, of the soul, which the release of the soul. Yeah. You see, man, it was it was incredible to do to go through that experience with those with with you know the people of Romania. It was because Romania has had so many so much catastrophic trauma. Yes. You know, like twenty years of communism, and you know the, all the process of the going through that and the Russian Romanian War, and you'd have you know all this, and you you would see it in the people and 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 in the workshops. So just the same patterns would come. You know, it was like I would tell my mom, I was like, uh, it's, you know, Romania is like a beautiful woman that's been through a really bad marriage. You know, 20 <laughs> years of an abusive marriage. You know what I mean? Like yeah. 30 years of an abusive, like a beautiful woman that's been 30 years in an abusive marriage. It's like a beautiful country with so much trauma, you know. So is China, so is Japan, yeah. so is Russia. So is Russia, yeah. That's the cool thing about that I've seen about Miami is that, especially like at Michelle's house, um, and so for the listeners, I usually forget that there's people listening to the podcast. <laughs> Michelle Blackner puts on constellations on a regular basis here. And, and you she's do the as creator well. of Mosaic. And she's the creator of Mosaic, the movement, which is an um, organization that's, that's training people on how to do constellations in Miami. And people from all over the world are at Michelle's apartment doing these workshops. And at your workshops, people from all over the world, from Russia, from Brazil, from Venezuela, from Argentina, from all over the world are doing these workshops and it's all part of the same thing. And it's that's that's so encouraging, you know? Yeah. To me it's just such an encouraging process to go through to say Oh well Miami is also a melting pot. Yeah. Different different countries. So we have all these issues that resonate with especially with Latin America. Yeah. Right? The Spaniel conquist conquistadors. And, yeah, the colonization uh, the of colonization Latin America. The colonization of yeah. Latin America. Yeah. The, also the Central America, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, the abuses that happened in Central America were yeah. catastrophic. Yeah. No different uh, any abuse. There's yeah. always a perpetrator and a victim. There's always a perpetrator. In every country. Yeah. But that's our nature from the beginning, right? Mm. We're trying to survive. Our ego took a place. I always say our ego took hostage our mind and our heart our ego took hostage our heart and our mind our so and our soul and our soul and our soul hmm. by the mind because it's ruled by the mind right and the mind is the cerebral cortex with the reptilian brain yeah. trying to survive but yeah that was in survival mode that was in survival we're i mean the last 70 years is We've been out of that survival mode, and we're like, "But well, what do we do now?" <laughs> you know. It's yeah. And then the countries want you to keep continuing in that survival mode mm. because if you're in fear, they can control the masses. Yeah. So that's also, um, you know, 
what is the background part of the dynamic dynamics yeah. right there is a one world, one world order that is trying to control the world and to able to be for you to be able to be controlled you need to be in fear and panic mm. so that's why we create these wars sometimes yeah right there are creations they're creations. A superpower yeah. uh, community that wants to control wants to keep you in the fear mm. so look at my t-shirt fear is not an option Fear is not an option. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So because now we don't not in survival mode. We are in a community mode. We're in a community mode. Yeah, we're going out of Yeah, it's it's almost like we were evolving. You can see We have the, to evolve. We, you can see the because evolution. It's not about me, 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 me anymore. It's, it's about not. what I'm going to give to my children. Yeah. It's about us. About us. Yeah. Exactly. As a as a human race, actually. Yeah. That's why I, I, I'm on our on the Zulu One podcast. I have my one of my first posts was my favorite quote right now. My favorite quote right now is from Pogo. It was a, a comic strip, I think, in the 1950s, and it was you know it's this little cart, ca- cartoon character and it's looking at the at pollution, right? So like like trash. It's just oh, this yes. beautiful area that has trash, <laughs> and it says we have found the enemy and they is us. Yes, it's just like you can't. You have to assume your responsibility for the co-creation of what we're in right now. Yeah. We're all responsible in a way. We're all responsible in a way. What do we do mm. to clean this earth? What do we do to clean this earth? Did you, did, did you, were you there when um, you were at the Mosaic um, yes, I, at I, the I workshop? Yes, I went on Friday and Saturday morning. Were you there when Jan Jacob Stamp was talking about... Um, what it meant to assume responsibility, to take responsibility. I think so, yes. That hit me so hard. I don't know why it hit me so hard, but it hit me in a place that it's like, think about the consequences and the gravity of assuming responsibility of the full assumption of responsibility for all the ancestry that you have and that you're the the tip of that at the or you're the 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 manifestation of that in this present moment and the assumption of responsibility of all those things it's like well, I'm going to put you in a much more personal way yeah you and I as a uh, facilitators yeah we have this responsibility we have this responsibility yeah we have the responsibility of seeing it yeah. with no judgment we're seeing it with no judgment yeah if yeah. we still have thinking that the abuser, a sexual abuser, has a s- fault of of his own, yeah, we are not good We're facilitators. Not, yeah. yeah, If we see that we are doing a consideration for the Jewish people for the yeah. Holocaust, if we see as Hitler as somebody that has a fault on it, yeah, we're not good facilitators. We're not good facilitators. You have to see it with completely neutral balance. Yeah. Reconcile yeah. without eyes of reconciliation already. Yeah, in our own hearts, in order to be a good facilitator. Yeah, that's that. It's that's so releasing as well. Is that you don't have to spend energy on judgment because that's but judgment. It's in our subconscious. Oh yeah, and we have to be careful as a facilitator that it is coming out when at the moment we are trying to you know translate the constellation yeah right? and to make the reconciliation we have to have a 
full-hearted for the perpetrator and full-hearted for the victim. Yeah. In equal love. In equal love, yeah. Yeah, the, somebody was, um, early when I got into the consolation world, is they were saying that judgments tether you to that, that create this rigid dynamic between the the judge and the judged, mm-hmm. right? And that dynamic creates forever, you know, yes. that, that dynamic. And opinion is fluid. With mm-hmm. an opinion, you can say, today you're being nice to me and we can... Yeah, but that's when, as facilitators, we take a look at how they tell the story. Oh, if they put that's themselves the in the victim, yeah. exactly. That's the previous the interview yeah. before they you set up the, the constellation. Yeah, that's the first clue. How? What position is she taking? She taking a victim, mm. and most of them they do. Yeah, right. Yeah, this yeah. is what happened to me. This is what my father did to me. This is what my husband did to me. Yeah, right. Or this is what my grand great grandfather did to the family. You know? Yeah. So, are you saying yes to all of it? Mm. Or you're coming here to say, give me the right to be right. Give me the right to be right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's righteous. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it feels good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So and most people in the constellation come with an intention and then suddenly says, but, you know, <laughs> you didn't tell me I was right. Yeah. Like, what, I was completely, you know, I came in here with a. You know, with a perspective that, yeah, that yes, I was going to be right. Going to be right it's like, no, no, you're to totally right. right. You know, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right never to the hate case. and to yeah. damned whatever happened yeah. in your past. No. And it's never the case. It's, it's yeah. about reconciliation. Yeah. It's always the 180 of whatever you think it's exactly. going to be. <laughs> Sometimes 360. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many times you see, you know, they're like, you know, I come in and I'm like, I'm going to do my workshop. My, uh, you know, I'm going to do my work, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Uh, this is what I want, and it's like the complete, you know, it's just the 180 of what I thought it was going to be, and said, like, how I, you know, there's me in a judgment or stuck in a dynamic with my family. And it's just, you know, just until say, don't judge your father anymore, or, you know, reconcile and like reconcile with your, you know, inner child and bring him to your father. You know, like that whole dynamic is. Or know. sometimes, you know, they, they also doubt you because you don't know nothing about. The family, and yeah. suddenly something reveals, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you have to translate that. Yeah. That's what uh, when I do. Uh, you've been in my family constellations, yeah. Yeah, yeah, shamanic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The shamanic wheel that I put mm-hmm. in the, co- the colors, right? Yeah. The north, the south, the east, and the west. Yeah. I use that as a compass, okay. as a translator, because I know where everything is happening, which color is happening, mm. and what is the issue or the emotion or the unrevealed or the revealed or is belongs to an ancestor reveals belongs to an excluded. Oh so wow. I that's my translator tool. It, so it gives you almost like quadrants exactly of the field. To, or the right? field, exactly. And what is happening here and where is the reconciliation? What is excluded? What is needs to be bring to light. Can you explain a little bit what it looks like for probably people that are going to listen? It's a, it's a wheel with a center with the earth represented with our uh, green circle in the middle. Okay. And then divided in four th- uh, quadrants. quadrants. Qua- four different colors. Okay. The yellow, the red, the black, and the white. Okay. The north is the white. The south is the red. Okay. The east is the yellow and the West is the black. Okay. Which is the ancestors, right? The West is going to the ancestors. The North is also the ancestors, the white, but the known ancestors. Mm. The black is the unknown, the 
and like excluded the excluded ones. oh okay the yellow is the uh, ego this child the egotistic one mm. but also is what we needs to be bring to light okay and the red is the anger the all the 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 cause the south the, the, the strong emotion the strong emotion okay the love or the anger where is it you see oh, i use wow. those Wow. And the ocean is the surroundings, whatever connects us, which okay. is the excluded one. So if it's outside the circle, it's the excluded one that needs to be in- included. Yeah, I, when when I saw that, I was like, this thing's aw-. Like, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. How did you come up with that? Like, how did that? Well, Dan Van, Kamp- Dan Van Kamperhut uses that. Oh, for really? His installations, yes, oh, for wow. His, for his systemic work. But he does it more ritualistic. Okay. I do it in the concept of constellations. I just use that as where the constellation is moving. So it gives you cut a little it bit of a guide. A, a of, guide, a translation. Okay. A translation. It's a translation tool for me. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was super cool. And the fact that you put music too. Yeah, the music is powerful. also because I know the music opens up, has a vibrational yeah. um, resonance to it. Yeah. And also uh, gives you, opens up your heart. Yeah. Because that's the uh, constellation is well done. And I always remember what Bert Hellinger taught us. At the moment you touch the heart of the person who's doing his constellation, the constellation is done. Mm. So when you see that the person <gasps> finally op- opens his heart, r- cries, wow. or has a, an aha moment in the heart, you wow. can stop the constellation right there because that's what because you got. Because that's when you got. We as, as facilitators, we, yeah, we like to, for the rest, yeah, to, to resolve, to, to, resolve yeah. you know, to, to <laughs> continue moving. And yeah. also, we also see if, they, if there's somebody that's still shaking or somebody that's still moving in the constellation um, needs to find its place, right? To rest, mm. to, to be reconciled with whatever energy he's dealing or challenging to. And that's when we see, if I see that he's still in the black, I bring him into the white. I bring him to the ancestors. Yeah, that makes see? sense. I make the movement. And you make the movement, happen. yeah, of yeah. cleaning. Like, it's but almost like the housekeeping. Of, exactly, but yeah. I see this, and that's my guide. Mm. So I know I'm not making any mistakes based on my judgments. Wow. Yeah. The, uh, the, those, those the, when, I, I, when I saw that aspect of it, I thought it was brilliant. I was like, this is just... Yeah, the music, the combination of the music and the, the guide or the, you know, yeah, the, and I the have mat more is... Oof. And I oh. have more than one Southern Sons, and I know them all. Really? They're, 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 they're words. So when there's a constellation that is happening, and I know the theme, I immediately look for that song. And sometimes, you know, the oh, field takes great. over, yeah. and I'm looking, and suddenly, boom, a, a song gets played by itself by mistake. And I have to leave it, because I know that song is, is, what is meaningful, it? in, one meaningful way in one way or another. And suddenly oh, the constellation, wow. when that happens, I know the constellation is going to take a turn and it's going to show us something else. <laughs> oh, my Based gosh. on the song that I'm playing, that, that really? got played by itself. Because it has its own... It has its own meaning for me. Wow. Man, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's outstanding. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm always in awe of this work. I really am. It's it, To me, is is the most effective tool for the mass healing, you know, of, of, and you're right. It's person by person, stone by stone. And yeah. the more you do it and the more it gets people going, the, the better it is, you know? Yeah. That's, that's so powerful. 
Wow. So can you tell people how to um, get in contact with you? I mean, this is the podcast that we that, that we have is really for constellations and systemic trauma uh-huh. and also for, you know, veterans, for military veterans. So oh, I'm a military veteran myself. And so we're always kind of getting this type of work or if people want to come down to Miami to do um, or to come down to South Florida to do this type of work, if they're into exploring alternative types of therapy, that this is a place that they can find that and they can send questions to Zulu1podcast at gmail.com. And so if you could... Yeah, they um, can go to my website, www.shamanicfamilyconstellations with an S at the end, dot com. Or look for my also my website by my name, Eric M. Lopez, with a okay. Z at the end, Eric with a C only. Okay. And um, you can follow me there, which country and which city or which, if I'm going to be in California, New York. I just, my whole schedule is there for at least six months. Okay. And which day I'm going to be also in Miami and which part, uh, either in, North, in Fort Lauderdale or Miami Beach. Okay. So... And, or you can contact me if it's something that you want to do over online. If you're in another country and you, I'm not there, yeah, you can contact me on my cell via text, via WhatsApp usually. Yeah, text WhatsApp at uh, plus one three zero five nine eight seven zero nine three six. And you're, uh, we've done work over WhatsApp, and that's been uh, yeah. great. And just over, a f- you can do over work the over the phone call, over Zoom. Over Zoom. Yeah. Or just, uh, it's easier WhatsApp video, because yeah. now everybody uses WhatsApp internationally. Yeah. They don't charge you. So yeah, exactly. As long as you're connected to an internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> to the consciousness of the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you for coming. This has been thank outstanding. You, I, I really appreciate this. Um, um, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity that you give to us, to me, and to the community oh. to do the, to put this out to the public. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. And I, this we're going to continue to do this. So you're you know welcome to come back at any time. And, and we'll be happy to have you. So thank, thank you, you very, very much. much. Thank you.